welcome to Couple of Idgets, your daily episode-by-episode podcast where we discuss the television show Supernatural. I am one of your hosts, Dan, and with me, as always, is his wife, Penny. So yeah, now I got headphones on, so now I'm going to be able to monitor when you're talking way far away from the bike and not paying attention. I never do that. Oh, you do that all the time. You turn your head away. You got to talk right down the barrel of it. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> yeah, get right in there. That's how you get that nice, deep, uh, you know, PBS sound to your voice. <laughs> Okay, so episode, uh, well, first off, hello, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? Good, back to work, so, Uh, you know, that's new. (laughs) I haven't haven't done that in a week or two, so. But it's all right, I enjoy my job, so it's fine. It it does always kind of suck um, the first of the year because, you know, you're used to having extra time off because, you know, you have couple days off for Thanksgiving, then a month later you have some days off for Christmas, and a week after that you have some days off for New Year, and then after that it's like back to reality five days a week. <coughs> yeah, we have a holiday at the end of this month for something. I, um, But I was looking at our vacation calendar then. Let me see. The 18th we have off. What's the 18th? That's the Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Oh, yeah. I'm okay. I mean, they don't have that in Wisconsin, typically. Um, no, I think it depends. Like, if you work for the state or something like that, you have it off. Yeah, but, but like, just private companies normally don't. But no. I don't work for a company out of Wisconsin, <laughs> so we get it. Sorry. <laughs> you okay over there? <laughs> go on. <laughs> go on without me. So, yeah, but I'm looking through here my holiday calendar. Then after that, no vacation, no holiday until uh, April 4th. What's that? I'm assuming it's Good, <coughs> good Friday or Easter or something. Um, yeah, the 2nd and the 5th. So get a four-day weekend then. It just says spring holiday, so, yeah, it must be Easter yeah. this year. That dang Easter, that holiday moves around more than anything. Um, then yeah, Memorial Day, so then it's another whole month, nothing in June, and then July, four-day weekend again. I love, I love that when they give out holidays at my company, it's always in, uh, four-day weekend blocks. A lot of places, you just get, like, the Friday off or something. Right. <coughs> Sorry. Yeah, do you need a drink of water or something? I've got a soda here. Yeah. Yeah, I remember one year when working for a county safety company, the fourth was on a Saturday. But they didn't give us a third off. And yet we were so dead because every other company on the frickin' planet well yep. in America anyway, because Fourth of July is only an American <laughs> holiday, but every other frickin' company on this in the country had the third off. And we're sitting there going, Why are we even here? Yeah, I remember that. It just sucks so bad. You would think that they would just set up like some sort of standard corporate holiday calendar. Like some someone would come out with, you know, here's the recommended days to give employees off because we're all going to be off. So right. why why sneak something in there like that? That's weird. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, because it was on a Saturday, 
I can't imagine that companies would have given the following Monday off because we no. didn't. I don't. I don't even believe we got the following Monday off. I think we got no time off that year for Fourth of July. No, you, because uh, yeah, it fell on did. a Saturday. And yeah, usually you get the Friday before, or if the fourth would have been on a Sunday, then we would have probably gotten the Monday after. But very Connie's safety product. Well, Fourth of July is odd too, though. I mean, because it's a holiday that you know, for the most of the part, happens at night. So do you give the day of, like if it lands on a Wednesday, or do you give Thursday off for people to recover from being out late that night? See, that's just it. Uh, working, I never really went out to see fireworks unless it was on a Friday or Saturday night because I'd have to get up early and go to work the next day. Yeah. So, ooh, ooh yay, 4th of July, it's on a Wednesday. Big <laughs> I still got to get up Thursday and go to work, so I'm not going to be able to go out and enjoy the fireworks or anything. Yeah, the small town that I came from, uh, when I was a little kid living there, they didn't really have all that big of fireworks. I, I don't even remember going to them at all. But now, their 4th of July is just nuts. They shut down the city streets. It's like Mardi Gras. It's just all the bars are out in the streets and bands. and It's like a full-day thing, party. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Dan says city streets, but you have to understand where he's from, there's one street. <laughs> I'm not talking, uh, come on. Talking Laval? Yes. There's <laughs> yeah. a downtown. There's intersections. There's roads. What are you laughing so hard about? It's not like they're shutting down around, you know, um, we're thinking over New York. Times Square, New York. <laughs> they shut down. Yeah, it's kind of like the time, time oh square of Laval. I'll be right back. Okay, well, people, look up Laval, Wisconsin. It's a it's a roomy town, and they uh, they block streets off and uh, ho hold a hell of a party. <laughs> they have more than two streets. But that is Fourth of July. That's still a ways away. Uh, unfortunately, it is super cold, and for the weather, we have had frog, freezing fog, which makes the uh, trees really pretty because they get white and furry, but. Um, it makes the roads slippery and just, it's just generally kind of sucky. Everything gets a coating of ice on it. Yeah, that's not fun. Sort of a hassle, but yeah, my coworkers, uh, out West though, they, they enjoy photos of that. You know, that's nothing that they're going to see living in LA. But this episode is titled Lucifer Rising. Episode four. No, season four. Season four, episode 22. I, uh, I must have some sort of condition. <laughs> I don't well, know how I screw that up. Well. <laughs> more. <laughs> more importantly, the title of this episode, you really wonder, hmm, what does this episode have to do with? It's so vague. <laughs> yeah, they really uh, hit the nail on the head with that one. So during the recap, it is a replay of the entire uh, season, pretty much. It does include confirmation that that nurse that we saw was, in fact, Lilith's chef. Because that was kind of vague. They just talked about the this chef lady, and then they showed those nurses. But they never actually said that's who it is. But in well, the, in the yeah, recap, they confirmed. Her, you saw her eyes go black. At the, you maybe were typing your notes. No, I saw her eyes. I saw that nurse had demonized, too. I just didn't know. That was Lilith's chef for sure. We talked about it in the last mm -hmm. episode. We assumed it was, but during the recap, they confirmed it. Uh, also, uh, Chuck is in this. 
Um, by the way, Chuck seems like a bit of a one-off character so far, So, um, but he seems important since he got brought up in the recap. And it ends with uh, the whole Sam walking out thing. Right. Well, what Dan didn't mention is every season finale, the recap, it does show a lot of things that happen for the entire season. Play to the tune of Wayward Son, Carry On My Wayward Son by Kansas. So, you know, that makes it rock. Um, but yeah, a lot of, uh, just a lot of, a lot of everything. Little I'd be little. a lot more excited about this song if I haven't heard it. Yeah, like a about million times. 8,000 times. Um, so, but yeah, a lot of um, Lilith, Chuck, the angels, Sam and his ruby and the whole demon blood thing. So it opens up with a church and a smoke demon thing goes into a priest. Uh, the priest then is like giving uh, the Lord's Prayer and says blah, blah, blah during it. <laughs> And uh, it's a bunch of nuns are behind him, which seemed odd that there was a bunch of nuns in the pews because it didn't look like a Catholic church. It looked like a Protestant church. Well, for one thing, it wasn't a church. It was a mo not a monastery. Uh, crap. What do they call it? What do they call nunneries? Uh <laughs> Is that what it was? Okay. Uh, the priest goes over, locks the door, and uh, starts talking about how his dad is locked up the nuns look around very confused and the priest yells uh, at one of them that spoke up and calls her a slut she starts crying then uh, the dude flashes the yellow eyes grabs a knife and then we see from outside looking in uh, we hear a bunch of screams yes convent that's the word i was looking for it was actually in a kind and this happened in 1972 it's a 1972 saint mary's convent where did you get this information? Oh, I just looked at my notes. <laughs> oh, but was it on the screen when? Yes, it said uh, 1972, the name of the town, and then St. Mary's Convent. All right. Opening graphic happens. Because of the yellow eyed demon, remember, um, he wouldn't had this been current times, it could not have been Azazel because of the fact that Dean, kill or, yeah, Dean killed him in the end of season two. That's what I thought too, so I was very confused. So yes, it's because this was back in the day, 1972. All right, Sam is outside uh, thinking. It looks like uh, Ruby comes up to him and asks if he's okay. Sam says he doesn't blame Dean for saying what he said. Sam feels that he's changed and he's not gonna be able to go back now. In that, in fact, Dean is better off far away from him as possible, and they need to keep moving. We see Dean with Bobby, and he says he isn't going to call Sam. Bobby wants Dean to, <laughs> Dean to call him. Dean figures Sam's gone. Screw him. He didn't want to be a hunter anyways. Bobby then gets really upset, tosses all of his books on his desk to the floor. <laughs> so I'm just like, you made yourself a big mess, dude. And starts yelling at Dean even more, calls him a brat. Bobby also calls John a coward because he pushed Sam away instead of reaching out to him. And well, Bobby says that he's better than his dad, so he shouldn't be weak and do the same thing. Bobby gives a really impassioned speech here, and I'm going to, uh, the quote is on IMDb. Um, he, does, he is mad at Dean. He does knock books and papers off his desk. And he turns to Dean and he says, you stupid, stupid son of a bitch. Well, boo-hoo. I am so sorry your feelings are hurt, princess. 
Are you under the impression that family is supposed to make you feel good? Make you an apple pie, maybe? They're supposed to make you miserable. That's why they're family. So, you know, Dean was, of course, talking about how bad he felt with how things went with him and Sam. So, <laughs> Bobby, let him have it. No, nope, family doesn't make you feel good. Family makes you feel like crap. And I know my thing keeps moving. Yeah, can you just keep that in one spot? I, I'm monitoring on the headphones here, and all I hear is a bunch of shaft shuffling. And on that note, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he did call, uh, say that that uh, John was a coward um, because of the fact that he'd rather push Sam away than reach out to him and maybe help him. Yep. Uh, all of a sudden, Dean is someplace else, and Cass tells him it's almost time. Then we see at the nursery, uh, the demon chef lady, she's stealing a baby. Sam and Ruby show up. Sam does the force push maneuver uh, her against a wall and says they need to talk. Back with Dean, uh, the boss angel shows up and says hello. I forget what his name is. Zachariah. Zachariah shows up, says hello. And Dean uh, makes a sweet life joke. Yeah, he tells it the, what is it, a sweet life of Zach and Cass? Yeah, which is pretty awesome because The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody is a funny show that I like. <laughs> it's a cute little show for cute little kids. <laughs> you like it too. Well, don't, yeah. Well, I mean, don't play cool. When Dylan and Cole Sprouse were, were young, they were, you know, cutie pies. But Now, if anyone doesn't know, Cole Sprouse is all grown up and plays Jughead on Riverdale. So it, there you have that. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> And we're eventually going to see uh, someone from another person in, in, from Zack and Cody on Supernatural next season, right? Yeah, she's going to start next season. She is a semi-regular. So I'm really excited about that. But we'll get to that when we get to it. Yes, her character is one of my favorites. He offers uh, Dean some sexy women and uh, some other things. And Dean says, knock it off with the holodeck offers. <laughs> Uh, Zacharias says, tomorrow at midnight, Lilith will try and break the last seal. Dean says, uh, Dean asks, why does he know uh, what she'll do? And he says, Be what? Dean asks, why does he know that he's going to do it? Basically, Dean wants to, is asking Zachariah, how do you know I'm going to follow through with stopping Lilith? Or even going along with your plan. And then Zachariah's like, well, you swore to it. There. I finally got out what happened there. Well, I put Zachariah tells Dean that the se all the seals are broken but one. And Lilith is the only one that can break that seal. Um, that's about all I have on my notes for this one. Because then I go back to Sam and, and Ruby with that other demon. But, I mean, we, uh, it uh, confirms here that Dean is sworn to the angel army. Right, because, yeah, he did swear to Cass in the last episode that he would wholly commit his whatever to yeah. their cause. Back with Sam and Ruby, uh, Sam is torturing the demon chef and to find out where Lilith is. Back with Dean, he calls Sam on his cell phone. And Dean leaves a message to Sam apologizing and saying that they're still brothers. Back with Sam, he's still into the torturing. <laughs> Uh, she finally breaks and says that Lilith will be at a convent tomorrow at midnight. 
Sam goes to kill her, but Ruby stops her because Sam's going to need her blood. And the demon says, well, that is going to be hard when a real person gets back. When the real person gets back. Meaning, this demon, uh, she made, she dropped out and somehow gave consciousness back to the lady that was inside of her? Well, yeah, she kind of uh, hid back in the subconscious so the actual person that the demon was possessing could yeah. be present and speak and everything. Because her plan was, well, Sam's never going to kill an innocent woman. Exactly. So. Exactly. Back at the church, uh, the priest is asking to talk to someone. One of the nuns starts talking and tells him that Lilith can break the seals, but he needs a very special child. Sam is doing research and knows that Azazel was in the uh, was was in the priest. How did Sam figure out that Azazel was in that priest back in the seventies? Now this makes sense that it was seventies. I thought it happened the day before, and I'm like, where did Sam get this info? But okay, so was he looking at papers or what? Yeah, he was because of the fact that the convent that that demon Azazel uh, possessed the priest was the very place that the sixty-six seal need to be broken in order to let Lucifer out of hell. Um, but yes, he was Sam was reading a newspaper article about it, and. Something mentioned about yellow eyes. I don't know how there would have been any. Um, oh, I remember. Survivors. There weren't any survivors, but after all the nuns were killed, the demon left the priest because the priest, the only thing he remembered is yellow eyes. So that's when Sam said, when the priest went to the, he remembered yellow eyes. Oh, it must have been. Oh, okay. Gotcha. You have to forgive us because we watched this episode a few days ago. So if we're kind of sketchy in what we're saying, <laughs> yeah. it's because we probably should have recorded it right away. But Dan didn't have a new headset and a microphone. So we wanted to wait for that to make sure everything sounded all right. Yeah, and then we finally got it. And then we had another delay. It was just like one delay just pounded into other delays. But here we are. Um, so... Let's see where I am in my notes now. <laughs> okay, Sam then drags that nurse uh, outside and locks her in the trunk of a car. Dean uh, is, I have in my notes, poking around heaven. Because, like, whatever room he's locked up in, I don't know. It just looks like a fancy hotel room. but Yeah, it really does. Like a fancy hotel lobby, really. Oh, like, like a, what you would have a, a ball, not say a ballroom, but... Like we would have a wedding reception or something like that. One of those rooms it looked like. It was like the end of 2001 if the floor didn't glow. If they had the glowy floor, it'd be pretty much the same thing. It's very odd. Uh, Dean drops a vase, though, in there. Uh, Cass shows up, and uh, Dean says that he needs to see Sam. Cass forbids it. Dean tries to leave, but then all of a sudden all the doors vanish. <laughs> it just yeah. turns into a room with no doors. Yes. Cast pretty much, well, what, how, how are you going to leave? You know, there's no door. Yeah. Sam uh, sees that he has a message from Dean, but doesn't listen. Mm -hmm. Sam is starting to have second thoughts about drinking uh, an innocent person's blood. But Ruby assures him that it's no big deal. Well, she's pretty much like, you know, look at how many of the, the demons you've killed with her knife. She says, what do you think happens to the host? You know, the, you kill the host, too, so 
it's really not any different. And in that respect, yeah, but still, <laughs> it is and it isn't. Back with Dean, we see him trying to pound a hole through the wall, uh, but it automatically fixes itself. And then uh, Zachariah, the boss angel, shows up. Dean wants to see Sam, uh, but he won't let him. He lets Dean know that they uh, wanted the end times. Uh, the idea is that then they will win, and then it'll be even better. So they, they like want the apocalypse to happen. Dean is absolutely horrified at this revelation that he seems to be working for the bad guys uh, over all the people, innocent people that are going to die in the crossfire. Uh, Dean asks if Sam is needed then, and Zachariah says, oh, we got other plans for Sam. He tells Dean that he himself will be able to stop Lucifer, and then he vanishes. That wacky old Zachariah, he's always pulling that vanishing trick. Uh, security card is walking around the church or the convent, I guess. Mm -hmm. Lilla shows up and kills him, I think. That's all I have in my notes. Do you remember what happened with Lilith and the security guard at the church? All I put is Lilith at convent. Uh, no, Lilith <laughs> at convent kills the security guard. That was about it. Yeah, that was pretty uneventful. Okay. Because then I have, we're right back with Cass and Dean. Yeah, Cass pops in on Dean. Dean is upset that this has been the plan all along to kick off Armageddon. Dean yells at Cass about what's right and what's wrong, and he asks Cass for help. Cass says no. Dean calls him spineless. Ruby is harassing Sam to get moving on their plan. Sam listens to his voicemail from Dean, but it's not the real voicemail from Dean. It's like the anti-voicemail from Dean. Yeah, it's pretty much just saying, you know, hey, I'm sorry, we're still brothers. Let's work this out. Let's, I hate you. You're a monster. I'm going to kill you. You're evil. Yeah, it was like the exact opposite of what he said. It was horrible. Uh, so then <laughs> Sam hangs up the phone, tells Ruby, let's do it. And then we hear the nurse screaming. <laughs> <laughs> We see Dean eating a burger, which is, you know, of course, in modern times, you can eat burgers. Had this been in the future, there'd be no hamburgers. Uh, Cass shows up. Cass cuts himself and makes a symbol on the wall really quick, and it blasts the other dude away, being Zachariah. Uh, Cass says, we need to go find Sam. Lilith is the final seal. She dies and it all begins. Ah. Uh, then we see... Chuck on the phone ordering some prostitutes, <laughs> which is pretty hilarious because it's like he gets the price for one and then he orders like 12 for all night. Yeah, it's like $1,000 an hour for one. He's like, well, I'll take 20 for all night or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, you got to live like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, and the lady on the phone's like, are you sure you can afford this, sir? It's pretty hilarious. Dean and Cass show up at chuck's house uh we see lilith in the church and there are a bunch of people standing and then they're all laying down on the ground don't ask me uh, archangels show up archangel archangel shows up at, at chuck's house and what's hilarious is chuck says oh not again <laughs> <laughs> like this has happened before to him 
Well, and one thing I forgot to mention is that Chuck was very surprised because on his computer was the name of the, the title of this episode because he was writing it. He goes, you guys aren't even supposed to be in this story. What are you doing here? Um, and that's when they, they check to see, find out where Sam is. That's what they, the source they used to find out where Sam is. But yeah, then the Archangel shows up when Chuck is like, oh, no, not again. Yeah, so they know where Sam's at then because they quick read his book. Uh, and we, uh, Cass sends Dean to go find Sam. Sam breaks in on Lilith. Dean shows up, but Ruby shuts the door on him. Sam then begins to force blast Lilith, but he can hear Dean yelling for him. Sam stops Ruby is yelling at him to keep going. Sam stops. Ruby is yelling at him to keep going. Mm -hmm. Lilith is laughing that he changed himself, but not going to go through with it. That he changed himself to be evil. Well, because of the fact that he drank all that demon blood, yeah, he pretty much changed himself so that he could have this one go at her. It was like, you know, you're not even going to do it. Ha, ha, ha. What a joke you are. Then at this point, Sam gets the black demon eyes and kills Lilith. Yes, he does. Commercial. Back from commercial, uh, blood is flowing out of Lilith's mouth and is starting to like snake around the room. It was weird. Ruby breaks the news that Sam killing Lilith was actually the last seal. Good job, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) You did it. Yay. Ruby is patting herself on the back big time for pulling off her magnificent plan. Sam turns and tries to force attack Ruby, but it absolutely doesn't work whatsoever. Uh, I guess all along, him sucking blood was a complete red herring. It seems like he never actually needed to do that. Is that true? That's what she made it sound like. It's like, because she said you had it in you the whole time. Yeah. She even made the Dumbo reference. You didn't need the feather. You, you had it in you the whole time. And I know yeah. that Dumbo thought he needed the feather and able to fly. But I don't believe they ever really get into that. So I all. think she was remotely giving him powers or making him sick. Possibly. To convince him that he was addicted to blood or whatever. Possibly, yes. <laughs> then he wasn't at all anyways. He's just drinking it for the fun of it. Just to get his iron. Just, yeah, drinking it for kicks, get his iron, <laughs> you know. Uh, the blood by now, though, it, out of uh, Lilith's mouth has formed a circle on the floor. And it seems to be making like some sort of doorway thing. Right then, Dean finally breaks into this room. Takes him forever. Ruby turns and says, too late. Dean says, don't care. Sam then quickly grabs her arms, pins her arms to her side, and Dean has the knife and stabs her. So she's dead. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because she's the one that brought the knife season three when she was played by a different actress. So Ruby gets killed by Ruby's knife. And Sam had zero hesitation in helping Dean kill her. It was like there wasn't even a conversation or anything. Dean just, he just saw that opportunity. Well, I mean, or Sam just saw that opportunity to like, oh, pin her arms. She's dead. I mean, after she played Sam this whole season, I mean, she's like, shit, bitch, you're not going down. Well, at this point, then the floor opens up like some crazy portal. 
And a bunch of light starts pouring out of it. The end. The end. So I'm assuming that's Lucifer coming up out of the portal. But I've never seen a single shot of this show with a giant creature in the background, like, stomping down cities or whatever, so... Which is how I assume Lucifer's portrayed. No. Like Godzilla. No, because remember in the Bible, Lucifer used to be an angel, one of the, mo the most beautiful angel in all of heaven. So he's not going to look like some Godzilla monster. Or how Christianity... Is it Jason Momoa? Oh, God, I wish. <laughs> um, <laughs> ooh, talking about hot. Uh, <laughs> You know, and no, it's not the, the horns and the pitchfork and the tail either. Like Okay, uh, so do we actually see a dude in this show called Lucifer at some point? Yes. All right. See, that's what I'm afraid of. This was the season finale. My fear is it's going to do like what most shows do, it seems. And then they'll just come back, and then they'll talk about the amazing events that happened between last season and this season and explain what happened. I'm like... I hope it picks up like right then with the light pouring out and some dude coming out. It does pick up right where the light... Uh, well, what's the title of the next episode? The title of the next episode is Sympathy for the Devil. Oh, yeah. All right. I really hope it picks up right where it left off because I'm going to be really upset if we are just... If, it, if the episode opens up with like Sam, Dean, and Bobby going... Boy, that fight against Lucifer was tough. We got better things to work on now, though. <laughs> Be like, hey, wait, what? No, and and I think the actor that they have to play Lucifer, he does an amazing job. You think Cass? You think uh, Misha Collins is as good as Cass? This actor is Lucifer, amazing. All right. Well, we'll check that out. Anything else about this episode you want to discuss? Um, no, but that was pretty much it. We know that Ruby had been playing Sam all along. Um, and really, Zachariah made it pretty clear that the angels weren't that much better. I'm a little confused why, uh, how Cass, and, well, Zachariah and Cass um, and Dean were not a part of Chuck's story. Like, hey, wait, I thought Chuck predicted everything in his book. How did he miss that? Well, you know, Cass made the comment where we're kind of playing it by ear here, kind of making it up as we go along. So, But wouldn't that be predicted in his books, too? You'd think so, because after all, when we first met Chuck, Dean was in the Lorner Met reading about Dean reading about himself in the Lorner Met. So, I don't know. Yeah, like... Chuck well, you, Chuck's a prophet. He's not, not omni omnipotent, omniscient. Uh, I, th I just find it weird that there's a hole there. I thought Chuck was perfect. All right. Well, we will uh, be watching uh, Season 5, Episode 1. We're about a third of the way through all these, I think. Well, there's 15 seasons, 327 episodes. So <coughs> our next episode will be Episode 83. So we're about... Yeah, a quarter of the way, a third of the way. <coughs> a little more than a quarter, less than a third. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we're about uh, seven-twelfths of the way through Something then. like that. <laughs> That's actually, uh, I think I'm pretty accurate on that. 
No, seven twelfths would be all wrong. Yeah, because that would be more. <laughs> it's going to be some weird twelfth thing. Man, I used to be a lot better at math than would be able to tell you what the twelfth is between one third and one quarter. Five twelfths. There it is. Good job. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for flashing me that answer. Normally, I'm the one that has to answer the stupid math questions for you. That's true, because I'm terrible at math. I used to be really good at math, but no, not so much. We should have had a five twelfths party. <laughs> Some sort of, you know, big blowout. There you go. You know, that wrestling that I go to down in uh, Chicago, Shimmer? Mm -hmm. um, one, one year that we went, it was the ninth year, and everyone was head over heels. They're like, it's the ninth year anniversary. It's the ninth year anniversary. Can you believe it's the ninth year anniversary? And like, Matt and I were like, what are you talking about? Like, ninth year? How's that a big deal? Tenth year anniversary came around. Nobody mentioned it whatsoever. Not even talked about once. That's weird. You'd think it would be the tenth that they would be excited about exactly yes, yes. that's why i still don't i don't know if we were missing something i don't know if maybe they had a season zero or what but well no i doubt that no one had a <laughs> season zero we have an episode zero back when we sounded really bad that was just to get people started but our episode one i mean yeah our episode one was episode one of supernatural all right and if you want to talk more to us and about us uh visit us at armchair hunters on facebook or our website coupleofidgets.com and from there we have links to all the websites or all the website all the episodes along with information on how to get it hooked up to your podcast app available in stitcher itunes spotify tune in so pretty easy uh if you wouldn't mind telling uh, other friends and family and fans of Supernatural about our podcast. We'd love to uh, get some more listeners. Anything else before we sign off? No, I'm pretty much done. We've covered everything for this episode. Talked about what's going to happen in the next episode a little bit. Sympathy for the Devil. Which, by the way, Elvis don't song. Yes, it is. Do they play that song in the episode? I don't know. <laughs> Possibly. Until tomorrow. Right, everyone have a good night. Bye. Bye.